TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Talk and Golf with Ann Ligori on The Fan. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66. WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. Well, good morning and welcome to Talking Golf with Ann Ligori on this Sunday, July 23rd. How are we doing this morning? Good to be with you as always as we talk golf and life and everything in between. Talking Golf with Anne Ligori is brought to you by Ivy Cool Luxury Athleisure Apparel for Men and Women featuring the exclusive Icefield cooling technology along with UPF 50 plus sun protection. Visit IBKUL.com to learn more. And I am very excited to have had the opportunity to talk with the extraordinary Bernhard Longer. And I will share that conversation with you in the 840 segment. Uh, Bernard turns 66 years of age on August 27th. And as you know, on July 2nd, he became the winningest player on the PGA Tour Champions when he won his 46th PGA Tour Champions title. And it was at the uh, U.S. Senior Open at Century World Golf Course in Wisconsin. Shot a final round 70 that day, five birdies, four bogeys. He beat uh, Wisconsin's own Steve Stricker by two shots. And uh, Bernard Longer's 46 win on the PJ Tour Champions passed Hale Irwin by one. It was his 12th senior major title. Another record for champions players. And uh, he's won 122 times as a pro, including the Masters. As you remember, in 85 and 93. And uh, he played in his 40th Masters this April. And he was runner up in two Open Championships back in 1981 and 1984. And he played on 10 Ryder Cup teams. He won five of those. And he actually was the captain of the European Ryder Cup team that won in 2004. So just unbelievable how he has been able to maintain such a high level of play all these years. He turned pro back in 1972. And, you know, he comes from very humble beginnings. His dad was a bricklayer. They did not have much money growing up, but uh, he got a job as a caddy at a local club in Germany where he grew up. And he took to the game quite naturally as a teenager. And this morning he'll share some of the keys to his longevity and winning ways. Just brilliant. The Open Championship at Royal Liverpool at Hoylake in England. It's been fascinating to watch. I love Lynx golf. And I tell you, with all those brutal pot bunkers, they're sprinkled all over the course. And these bunkers, they're raked to be completely flat, which prevents the ball from rolling down into the center of the bunker. So it leaves the ball too often very close to the face of the bunker. Uh, and you you got narrow fairways. You have these harsh runoff areas. You have small greens. You just have to be so accurate and just so on, uh, you know, as it relates to distance control. And from a historic perspective, Royal Liverpool, it's the oldest of all the seaside clubs in England behind Westwood Ho in Devon, England. And the club celebrated its 150th birthday back in 2019. And this Open is the 13th time it has been played. 
at Royal Liverpool. And the last time the club hosted the Open Championship was 2014. And, of course, Rory McIlroy won it then. And Tiger won it at Royal Liverpool back in 2006. Well, the finishing holes are just brutal. You have the par 515 that's just massive. And that's playing about 620 yards. You have the par 416th, which plays 461 yards with pot bunkers just on both sides of the fairway and on both uh, sides of the green. And normally the wind there is at your face. And then you have this new par 3 17th hole. It's very short. plays about 136. I love it. But it is brutal. I mean, it has this elevated small green. You have runoffs all around it. You have pot bunkers guarding it on both sides. You have this long, sandy area leading up to the small green. There's thick rough in front and behind. You have beautiful ocean views as the backdrop. But there is no room for mistakes. And uh, the CEO of the RNA. Martin Slumber said earlier in the week that they felt that after the 2014 Open, the course needed more drama. And he said he's a believer that the par threes in the world, the best par threes in the world, are short, you know, such as, you know, number 12 at Augusta, which I love, number 17 at TPC Sawgrass, the eighth, the uh, postage stamp at Royal Troon. And, and I agree. I love the short par threes. And in these championships, you know, it makes for a very dramatic finish particularly when it is the 17th hole. It's the hole that can make or break you. In fact, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick's caddy uh, called it a monstrosity. Uh, Some people don't like it at all. It's gotten some criticism this week. But um, then you have the the finishing hole, the 18th, just mammoth par 5. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be great to see what goes down today. It's It's already underway. It's it looks like it's pouring out there. Uh, we'll get to it in a few minutes, but let me uh, tell you what's happening. Uh, Brian Harmon will take his five-shot lead into the final round when he gets started at 9.15 Eastern time this morning, and he'll be paired with Cameron Young, who is in solo second place. And yesterday in round three, Brian Harmon, he maintained the five-shot lead he had going into the third round. He shot a two under 69 yesterday. It looked like Harmon was going to give up that lead rather quickly yesterday. He started with a bogey on the first hole. Then he bogeyed the fourth, but he roared back with birdies on uh, five and nine. He shot even par in the front, and then he birdied the par four twelfth. He drained a 20-footer for birdie on the par three thirteenth, and then finished with five straight pars for that 69. If you don't know Brian Harmon, he has been around. He's 36 years old. He's from Georgia. He went to University of Georgia. He had a very good amateur career. He played on a winning U.S. Walker Cup team. He's won two PJ Tour titles. And you often see his name toward the top of the leaderboard early in a tournament. But then that's it. He, you know, he just kind of disappears. But um, this week he has looked unflappable. And it's certainly his to win or lose today. I know there's tons of pressure on him. Uh, But if he continues to navigate rural Liverpool like he has all week, he really should be the guy at the end of the day hoisting up the Claret Jug. Uh, You have Cameron Young, who finished runner-up last year at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. He's in second place, five shots back. He carted a five under 66 yesterday. Great round for Cameron Young. He just elevates his play on the loves these links courses for sure. John Rahm, he shot a brilliant eight under 63 yesterday. Two birdies on the front, six birdies on the back. It's his lowest round ever at the Open. Uh, Well, it it is the lowest round ever at the Open at Royal Liverpool by anybody. And uh, to think he made the cut by only one. But that 63 moved John Rahm up to 600 for the championship. But even with that style around, he's still six shots behind Brian Harmon. So you have John Rahm and Victor Hovland. Uh, Hovland shot a 566 yesterday. Uh, he's six under overall for the championship. Rahm and Hovland, they will get started at 9.05 this morning. You have Antoine Rosner, Jason Day, Sepp Straka, and uh, Tommy Fleetwood. They're all tied for fourth place at five under. Rory McIlroy, who uh, should be on the tee any second here. He started round three with uh, three birdies in the first five holes yesterday. And you thought, here comes Rory. He's going to be brilliant today. But 
just like that. He could not get the putter working the rest of the day. He shot a 269. He uh, moved to three under, and that's nine shots back. So that's where he will be as he starts here. And he did not speak to reporters after his round yesterday. So uh, not good. He was very disappointed. He's trying to focus on golf, and we'll see what kind of round he can put up there today. So really, as I mentioned, it's all about Brian Harmon. It's his to win or to lose. I mean, can he withstand the pressure? It's incredible pressure. He's been playing consistent, great golf. Mentally, his mind has been right where it needs to be, in the present. And uh, it looks like he's learned from the past. He was a leader after 54 holes at the uh, U.S. Open at Aaron Hills back in 2017. Brooks Kepka won that one. But then again, he did not have a five-stroke lead then. Uh, as I mentioned, Brian Harmon, he has won two PGA Tour titles. And his last one, though, was in 2017 at the Wells Fargo Championship. And, you know, he has qualified for the FedEx Cup playoffs for 12 straight years, which is, you know, saying something. It's not easy to do 12 straight years. He's a lefty. And apparently he does, he plays golf lefty, but he does everything righty. Um, only two lefties have won the Open Championship, Bob Charles and Phil Mickelson, when Phil won it back in 2013. Uh, after two rounds, the cut line was low 70 and ties, and some of the top names who did not make the cut, Keegan Bradley and Colin Morikawa, they were four over. Tony Finau, six over. Shane Lowry was seven over. Phil Mickelson was nine over. He uh, finished double bogey, triple bogey on Thursday for a 77. And then Phil shot a 74 on Friday. So, boy, Phil, after that uh, second place, tied for second at the Masters, the rest of his major season has not been good. He tied for 58th at the PJ Championship, and he missed the cut at the U.S. Open and at the Open Championship. And what about Justin Thomas? What is going on with Justin Thomas? He shot an 11 over. In the first round on Thursday, he made a 9 on the par 5 18th. He shot an 11 over 82, tying for his highest score as a pro. Friday, he shot an even par, but boy, Thursday's debacle was just too much to overcome. So he missed the cut. It's his fourth missed cut in his last six starts. And uh, what are the ramifications for J2? For JT? J2, too. <laughs> He'll be... Playing in next week's 3M Open, he's going to try to, you know, right the ship here. He could miss out on next year's designated events if he doesn't get going here. If he does not get to the second playoff event in the FedEx Cup playoffs, he, uh, he would have to get a sponsor exemption or somehow remain in the top 30 in the world to play in these designated events next year, which are the big prize money tournaments. And um, he won't qualify for the Ryder Cup automatically. Right now, he's 13th on the Ryder Cup list, points list. But um, And who knows if you know he would get a captain's pick, especially with other guys playing so much better. So we'll see. Uh, back to Martin Slumbers real quick for a second. Um, he did say some interesting things in his press conference earlier in the week. And, you know, he's talking about how the continual rise in prize money in the game is causing the RNA to reassess the business model for professional golf. He said, in quotes, as custodians of the game, we have to balance the prize fund at the open with ensuring the appropriate investment in grassroots and new golf initiatives, ensuring pathways are in place from elite amateur golf to the professional game, and most importantly, promoting women and girls golf, both amateur and professional. There's no doubt that our ability to achieve this has been impacted by the much more rapid acceleration in men's professional prize money than we had anticipated or planned for. I mean, absolutely. When you think about it, the prize money for this year's Open is $18 million. Two years ago, the prize money was $11.8 million. That's a pretty huge jump in two years. And, you know, he was asked at that press conference if the RNA would accept investments from the Saudis. And he made it sound like they would. He said, in quotes, we have a number of large corporate partners that help us make this thing happen. He said, I think the world has changed in the last year. It's not just golf. You're seeing it in football. You're seeing it in F1. You're seeing it in cricket. He said, I'm sure tennis won't be that far behind, end quote. So although he did not answer the question directly, 
he did not say they would not deny Saudi money from entering the R&A picture. Interesting. All right. Uh, real quick before we go to the break, I want to give a shout-out to Allison Lucas of the Ed Lucas Foundation. Their annual event, the David Cohn Celebrity Golf Classic Awards Center and Auction, is tomorrow at Brook Lake Country Club. I'm bummed I'm going to miss it this year. I'm heading to Ireland on a golf trip tonight. But Allison tells me they are sold out, and they will be honoring Hideki Matsuyama, and Bernie Williams will be there, and I understand the WFAN will be well represented there as well tomorrow, so thrilled to hear that. I've been a regular at that tournament since the legendary Phil Rizzuto used to host it. That's going way back. Then my dear friend Gene Michael hosted, and now the great David Cohn is the host. So I hate to miss it, but um, Allison understands. And dear Ed Lucas, may he rest in peace. They do so much for others. They're both superstars. So here's to an amazing day, Allison Lucas. All right, coming up, award-winning golf journalist and author Michael Bamberger will join us from Royal Liverpool. He's covered dozens of open championships for Sports Illustrated. He's written nine books. His latest, The Ball in the Air, celebrates amateur golfers, those who play for the love of the game. So we'll talk open championship and more with Michael Bamberger in a few minutes. But first, let me tell you that Ivy Cole Luxury Athleisure Wear for both men and women offers the highest performance-driven apparel to look and feel your best on and off the course. Ivy Cole offers multifunctional, intelligent, moisture sensor fabrics featuring the exclusive Icefield technology that cools your skin up to 5 degrees so you can stay cool, comfortable, and odor-free on hot and humid days. Ivy Cole Apparel also features UPF 50 Plus sun protection, colorful, stylish, ultra-soft fabrics with the latest technology to protect your skin. Look and feel your best. Learn more at IBKUL.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Talking Golf with Ann Ligori on the fan. Hey, 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 welcome back to Talking Golf with Ann Ligori. And you know, to me, there's Nothing quite like playing Lynx golf. And then to watch the pros in the Open Championship try to navigate the challenges of uh, Royal Liverpool and the conditions. And while well, joining me now to talk about the Open Championship in its final round is Michael Bamberger, who has covered dozens of Opens for Sports Illustrated and who recently came out with his ninth book, The Ball in the Air. Hey, welcome to Talking Golf, Michael. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Anne. And, hey, I, I might ask you right off, I know you've played the West Hampton Beach links often. Do you consider that links land golf? Interesting question. Um, oh, I've got a bunch of them. I'm sure you're going to turn the tables on me. West Hampton Country Club. I would say it's probably as close to a links course of any of the courses on the east end of Long Island. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I've never played it, but... Uh, you know, National Golf Links uh, uh, has elements of it. Right. And Bellport, where I grew up, has elements of it. Um, but our course, courses in summer especially get so hot, they tend to be soft. They tend to be 
uh, overwatered. And what people don't realize until they get a chance to play here, as we have, is that these courses, even in the rain like we have today, they are firm and fast, and you've got to be able to chase that ball. You've got to be able to control the ball. Even on a day where there isn't apparently a lot of wind, as Cam Young, uh, who grew up at Sleepy Hollow, was uh, telling reporters yesterday, when you get a high in the air, there's a heavy sea air, a heavy sea wind, and it will affect the golf ball. So it's very much a game where you have to control the breeze and have to figure out what the ball is going to do when it gets on the ground. So as you're saying, for people who don't know Lynx golf, but, but no tennis, say, tennis, of course, is four very distinct surfaces for the different championships, for the different Grand Slam events, and golf much the same, but the, the most unique of them, of course, is, as you properly say, but I say the British Open, you properly say the Open Championship is the Open Championship <laughs> on these links courses. Absolutely. I love Lynx golf. And, you know, I've been to Ireland. We're going actually tonight for a few days to play uh, some of their finer Lynx courses around the Dublin area this time. But, um, you know, we've been there in both Ireland and Scotland where the weather has been dry and hot, record breaking temperatures. I remember last summer and the summer before where you hit the ball and it's so dry that the ball goes on forever. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, so it all really does depend on the amount of rainfall. And, well, it looks out pretty wet out there right now, Michael. Give us a quick weather report for this final round. Yeah, it's gonna, it, 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 you're not going to get a downpour, I don't think. I think you're gonna, their umbrellas are going to be up probably through much of the afternoon. And, uh, you know, that's part, of the, that's part of the challenge of the whole thing. It makes caddying difficult. Uh, you'll see caddies uh, with their towels uh, in the spokes, if that's the right word. Of the umbrellas, they'll have two. They'll have two. One for the grips and one for the uh, player's hands, and that becomes a uh, that becomes an added challenge. It can get slow and 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 distracting when you're dealing with the rain all the time. Um, but I don't think it's anything that's going to stop playing. I don't think it's going to be anything that really affects the conditions too much. The course is already sort of green for a uh, for a links course for those who've been around for a while. Uh, you'll remember in 2006, it was bone dry, like you were describing earlier. You can get those conditions. When Rory won in 2014, it was it was kind of soft. This year, it's I would say right between the two. Well, you've covered a bunch of Open Championships, and it seems as if Royal Liverpool has been the source of maybe more criticism than than usual because of that new par three seventeenth. I mean that that hole looks extremely brutal. <laughs> Is it as brutal as it um, looks? Yeah, it's uh, to me. It's not so much that it's extremely brutal, although in a fierce wind it would be much like, say, if people watched the Walker Cup um, when it was at Seminole a couple of years ago, and its seventeen hole is an oceanside hole with a green that was I don't know twelve or thirteen on the stint meter, and it was too much for those conditions. And this hole would be too much for those conditions. To me, what's uh, objectionable—that's the right word—about seventeen uh, the new seventeen hole at Hoylake Royal Liverpool, is that it sticks out like a sore thumb from the 16 (laughs) other holes. Uh, uh, Royal Liverpool is a wonderful golf course that anybody, I think, would love to play. Um, But part of its odd charm is that it's not that memorable. It's just one good hole after another, and it fits the land beautifully. This hole feels feels manufactured. This hole feels weird to say a little bit like 17 at TPC Sawgrass, where they've invented a hole that's exciting for TV. But the whole point of golf over here is that it's not built for TV. It's built for member play. And then when the Open comes, they just move the tees back a little bit and maybe maybe narrow the fairways a little bit and let the fellows play. Right, right. I would love to play that hole just for fun. But anyway, it, this is a make-it-or-break-it day for Brian Harmon. And he was able to maintain his five-shot lead from the lead he had, you know, after 54 holes. And he's 12 under. He leads, as you mentioned, Cam Young by five shots. What's your uh, opinion about this? Do you think Brian's going to maintain? He, You know, he's been around the top of the leaderboard through the years, right? But then kind of drops and disappears. But... Um, I don't think that's going to happen today. I think he's learned from the past, and boy, I, I, it would be terrible if he couldn't close this this one out. I, I, I do agree with you, and I, I think it would be, of course, statistically, it's unlikely to blow a five shot lead. Um, and I don't. And when you're playing in the rain and the galleries are muted, and you're playing with another American, you don't really have that punter spirit uh, against you like you sometimes can have at the open. 
I don't think there's that much going on that's going to get him out of his thing. Uh, uh, my friend and colleague uh, Dylan DeCheer noted this in a story that I wrote today for Golf.com, is that uh, he loves the feeling of being engaged in an activity. He was actually talking about hunting, but certainly practicing and practicing golf uh, at the same time, where you don't become, where, you, where you're not aware of the clock. Like many of us who are movie buffs feel the same thing. When we go to a movie theater, you just get, my wife and I have this all the time, you get lost in the movie, in the movie theater at home, that's harder to do. Uh, I think he has that mentality, and that mentality is very important to sort of staying in the moment, not getting rattled. Things might go wrong, things will go wrong. It's, it's championship golf on a Sunday last round. Uh, but I agree with you, man, completely. I think he's going to get through the day, and, he's, and uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't win. I mean, you have all the, you got John Rahm who shot that wonderful 63 yesterday, you know, record-breaking 63. You got, you know, all these big names, like, way behind. I, 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 are you surprised to see Harmon up there? He's very, very crafty. He's an outstanding golfer because he's, he's uh, you know, a diminutive person. And left-handed, I think it can't really, the ordinary golf fan can't really relate uh, to his swing uh, very quickly or how he goes about his business. He's not long. He's not exciting. But if you're watching on TV and you can situate your uh, a mirror so that you can watch his golf swing right-handed, if that's more comfortable for you, uh, you'll see a swing that in its own way is like Phil's swing, Phil Mickelson's swing, another left-hander, not, not nearly as powerful as Phil at all, but big rhythmic swing out of the old school, uh, uh, almost really uh, artistic um, and really a pleasure to watch. And uh, I had a little interesting moment with him last year at one day open. Were you at St. Andrews last year, Ann? I, know I've seen you was not. Uh, by the way, you know who was there? Mr. Bob Bubka. We were talking yesterday, and you and I, about uh, when was the last time we saw Bob? And I was trying to remember. He came over to the old course. For those who don't know, Bob Bubka. It's a legendary uh, golf radio guy. That yes, he is. I love Bobby. Long From Islander, the like east end of Long Island, uh, by the way. Yes, grew up in uh, Sag Harbor. Yeah. So at a grocery store there. And uh, um, pronounces uh, the member guest at National. As, I can't even do it. I won't even try. But anyway, <laughs> um, he adds letters and takes off letters as he wishes, when he wishes. Oh, it's yeah. Just a he has his totally own unique, unique style. Year. Uh, where were we? Well, we were talking about Brian Harmon, who's who I read is a lefty, but he does everything else righty. Right. If you watch a swing righty, it's not as powerful, of course, not nearly as powerful, but it's a long, rhythmic, beautiful swing. Oh, right. Thank you. Old course last year. He was on the practice team. Lee Trevino was right next to him, and and they started talking about uh, address position. It got a little technical, but but then I talked to Harmon afterwards. He said the pleasure of standing next to Lee Trevino and watching me at shots is that it's not about track, man. And he said sometimes even he, who I would say is definitely a field player, gets too carried away in the numbers and numbers and numbers on this sure. track, what it's really all about, making oh, the swing. So I think this is a very game. suitable place for him to sort of break through. Right. Great short game. He's been up, just a putting maniac. I think he's only had three bogeys and three rounds. and. Uh, well, how about Roy McIlroy? He has to be extremely disappointed. It looked like he was going to kind of pull off something somewhat magical yesterday at three birdies and five holes, but then he just came up flat. He ended up shooting two under 69, and uh, he's nine shots back, and he's out there right now. I think he, he's even par right now through a couple holes. It's, but um, I know really he didn't talk hard. to the media yesterday. He, he's extremely disappointed. It's really hard to know where Rory is in his life. Um, you know, he has been, uh, not to make this a live, it's been a break and a delight to have, you know, a break from all the live PJ Tour talk uh, for a week and just focus on the golf. But as your listeners who follow golf closely would know, Rory has been such a vocal critic of, of, of live golf and such a supporter of the PGA Tour for the past year plus now. And um, it's been sort of a, a lightning rod. It's been very outspoken. Uh, as the agent Mac Barnhart does, says, nobody really plays better golf after they become, become a highly political figure on, on, the, on the golf politics uh, landscape. It almost has never has, has happened. 
So he has a lot going on in his mind. When when did he last win his last major? Probably 2014, 2014. Yeah, that's a long time. When he won the PGA for, and he won the Open you know, at Royal you know, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, run the Royal, and then he won the PGA a month later at, yeah. uh, at, at, at Valhalla. So I guess that was his fourth. So uh, um, he's as good at golf as he was then. He's probably better at golf than he was then, but he's not, and he's winning tournaments, but he's not winning the ones that mean the most to him. And that, to me, you know, it has to be, I know this is a cliche, it has to be mental more than anything else. But like, in other words, something is stopping him from from doing what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Absolutely. You know, the, the opposite of what, what Tiger Woods had, you know, in his, in his long run. So talented. And you got to love the two iron that he, he, he put in his bag before he left for the UK. But anyway, no, we only have a few minutes left. Michael, you are such a gifted writer. I'm so enjoying reading the ball in the air. And, I, you know, you've been writing about professional golf and those who play it for years, the – point zero zero one percent but this book focuses on amateurs whose stories inspire and i love that especially as you mentioned with all the attention you know between you know with this pga tour and live golf and and now the possible partnership between the pga tour and the saudi public investment fund so good for you to emphasize the amateur golfer in this latest book you're very nice to say that my uh my longtime editor simon schuster uh, for years lived in Brooklyn and uh, is a very good golfer, has a backyard putting green in Brooklyn, if you can imagine such a thing. And, uh, and it was really his idea that, uh, that, that this was the moment to celebrate uh, the amateur game. And, uh, you know, uh, it was just a delight to find three different characters. None of them are, are, are well known to the, uh, to the public. One might be a little bit Pratima Sherpa, a young woman, uh, that our friend Tom Rinaldi is featured on ESPN. She grew up in, uh, in Kathmandu in Nepal and found her way to golf the uh, sort of rough nine-hole golf course uh, there and just graduated from uh, Cal State uh, L.A. Uh, yeah, but, you know, this is not a book that's going to be that meaningful to a lot of people, but to people who really love golf like you and I do, I, I hope I hope they'll see themselves and 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 in the game that we love uh, uh, in the book. So thank you for saying that. And I well, continued it success. It's a great read. It's called The Ball in the Air, A Golfing Adventure. And, yeah, I have your men in green on my uh, nightstand in one, in the house in Florida. So, <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> Just so you know. Are you in West Hampton? Are you out on Long Island now? Uh, yes, now I'm on the east end of Long Island, definitely. I know you're from out here as well. Hey, enjoy yeah. the rest of the Open Championship. All right, Anne. It goes fast, and uh, hopefully our – uh, young, uh, not young, but uh, Brian Harmon, who's what in his 30s, will be able to close it out. It would be just painful if he couldn't uh, close out this to win his he first major title with a five-shot win. Really, why you don't? Right, you're right. <laughs> exactly, it would be painful. It would, it, as it was for Greg Norman and others who have blown big leads. Painful indeed. Thanks, Sam. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your time in England. Michael Bamberger. All right, well, coming up, the incomparable Bernhard Langer, two-time Masters winner, breaking all kinds of records, including winning 46 times on the PJ Champions Tour, winner of 12 senior major titles. He is a month shy of turning 66 years young. So when we come back, I will share my conversation with the extraordinary Bernhard Langer. And, uh, but first, let me tell you, as the brand ambassador for Ivy Cool, I can attest to the high-quality, performance-driven, leisure apparel line that is perfect to wear on and off the course. Not only does the moisture sensor fabric keep me cool on the links, Ivy Cool garments also feature UPF 50-plus sun protection. All this plus a wide variety of colorful and stylish silhouettes and tops, shorts, pants, skorts, and dresses. And men can choose from any styles as well. Look your best. Protect your skin. I be cool. Learn more at ibkul.com. It's talking golf with Anne Ligori on the fan. Welcome back to Talking Golf with Anne Ligori, and it is my honor to welcome in the one and only, the extraordinary. Bernhard Langer, who at the age of 65 years, 10 months and five days, became the winningest player on the PJ Tour champions, surpassing Hale Irwin by winning a 46th title. Congratulations, Bernhard, and welcome to Talking Golf. 
Thank you, Anne. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, I'm, I'm thrilled and excited of uh, what has happened the last 15 years or so. Well, you've won a record 12 senior major championships, and it's like fine wine. You just get better with age, right? <laughs> we all like to improve, right? And golf is one of those games um, where I truly believe you can still get better in your 50s and even in your 60s. You probably will lose a little bit of distance, maybe a little bit of strength, maybe a little bit of uh, uh, flexibility, but you can make up by that uh, mentally or technically or just work on your short game a lot and can still improve your, your game and your score. So what do you think has been the key to your longevity, your consistency that has led to your winning ways? Well, I, I think there's many parts of it. Uh, it's like a puzzle. Uh, the, the important thing is you need to be healthy uh, because if you're not, you can't swing or play or, or even participate. And then it's obviously a big thing is the desire, to still have the desire to work on your game, to go to the fitness center, work out on a daily basis, to just go out there and grind away, um, even though you've been doing it for 45 years. <laughs> it's uh, not always easy, but uh, I love the game of golf. I love to compete, so it, it becomes second nature to me. The other thing I think is uh, my technique has gotten better, um, so I hit more good shots and less what we call double crossers, left-left, right-right. Um, uh, I hit more fairways, more greens in regulation, which gives me more birdie putts, less chance for bogeys and double bogeys. Um and just having good people around you, having a great caddy, a good coach, a good manager, a family that supports you. So you can you can see there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle to make it all all work. And it's it's a it's thin air up there. You know, I always say the Champions Tour is really the only tour in the world over 50s that is worthwhile playing. There's other tours in Europe, but the prize money is so low, you can hardly make a living. Uh, and so everybody comes to America. We have the best from all over the world, the best Europeans, the best South Africans, Australians. You call it, they're going to be here if they have game. And there's only 80 guys teeing it off on a weekly basis. So that makes all 80 players actually very good, very competitive. And there's thousands in the waiting list to, you know, to get a spot or two when there's only 80 available. Your passion is obvious. As you said, you have to have that passion and it has to continue, you know, throughout your 50s and 60s, discipline and your enthusiasm for the game. You just, and you, and the hunger to win. To, and as you say, to continue to work as hard as you do, that work ethic is, you've always had that. Yeah, I've been blessed. I think I grew up with two parents who had to work extremely hard. And I grew up in that for several years watching them. And it kind of became second nature. And it was kind of drilled into me. You know, whatever you do, do it to your best capability. Give it 100% or more. And so that's just was always part of my life. And it just turned into my golf game as well. And to think that your first of two major titles, having won two Masters titles, the first one you won in 1985, was 38 years ago. Just incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite amazing that it's been that long. And uh, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have had that kind of career because that's a hard thing to do in golf, to have longevity. It's so easy to have an injury or, you know, to lose your confidence, to not be exempt anymore. And all of a sudden, you know, within a span of a few months, you're done and it's difficult to, to fight your way back. So how do you think your game, you know, compares now to, to then when you won the, the two Masters titles? Well, it's interesting question and I often thought about it. Uh, what is different, if anything, and, and I guess I think I won my two masters with a persimmon driver and a steel shaft and a ballada ball. So <laughs> I think 
through the equipment and through my improvement of maybe my technique, I think I'm a better driver of the golf ball now than I was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. But um, on the other hand, I, I think uh, I I was always a fairly good iron player. I always had good imagination and hand-eye coordination and all that kind of stuff. So that probably hasn't changed a great deal. And uh, I may be a little bit unique in in terms of putting, which is really the most important part of the game. I I had years when I was maybe the best putter, and I've had years when I was the worst, and and most of the years somewhere in between. And that's uh, a difficult thing. I've had the yips four times in my life, and that was very, very tough to to keep competing when you're making more putts than shots. But uh, I, I think it always helped me to have that perseverance, and obviously my faith in God has helped me greatly to go through the difficult times, uh, understanding that I am not in control, but God is in control over the whole picture. And then that there, it's not life and death. There's more important things uh, in in life than playing golf or playing it successfully. So it, I kept it in perspective most of the time, which which I think helped me in the good and the bad times. Perspective is so important. And you had mentioned the yips. How does one get over that? Obviously, if you're playing as long as you've played on your level, you're 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 bound to perhaps experience that. But, you know, in major competitions that you play in, it has to just be devastating when you when you do get the yips. How do you overcome that? Yeah, that was those were hard times. And, um, you know, there was the odd day when I questioned, should I do anything else? Uh, But uh, I pretty much uh, was blessed to have my faith and give it all over to God. And literally there was one one or two times in my life when I said, God, if you want me to do something else, just let me know. I'm willing to give this up. I didn't want golf to become my God and my most important thing in life. And surely he's helped me through a different putting grip or just taking a break for a week or two or just get away from it and put it all in perspective. Uh, He helped me to overcome it and become a pretty good putter again. What do you have to do differently now in your mid-60s to prepare that you perhaps did not do when you won those two Masters titles? Yeah, it's uh, my body can't take uh, beating hundreds and hundreds of balls anymore. So I actually practice less on the driving range. I still probably put the same amount of practice into my putting and short game. Um, But I certainly spend more time stretching and working out and also more time resting and recuperating to be able to have the energy uh you know for the next day what's your diet like don't talk about it it's not (laughs) it's what non-existent my diet i'm uh i always say i'm on the seafood diet whatever i see i eat and i see a lot of dessert so let's not go there so nutrition is, and diet is overrated in, in your book, I guess. Um, but I understand that your mother recently turned 100 years old. Yeah, I just actually an hour ago, I went to visit her and she will be 100 on August 4th. So in about uh, a week or two. And uh, yeah, it's amazing that um, she's hanging in there. She always said, if I can't work anymore, I don't want to live. And she's not doing very well. She had a concussion many years ago and uh, is bedridden, full-time care. Mm -hmm. So she hasn't worked in a number of years, but she's still hanging on and hanging in there. And, um, yeah, I think I have her genes, so I don't know how old I'm going to get, but uh, very blessed to have had good parents. God bless her. That's just incredible. And, And she can share in your success. She must be so very, very proud of you all these years. Well, thank you. I'm I'm sure she was, like all parents are, you know, proud of their kids and what they do and, and their achievements. So I understand you played on 10 Ryder Cup teams. That's just phenomenal, winning five times. And you were actually a captain of uh, the European team in 2004 that was victorious. What are your thoughts on the Ryder Cup this year? It's coming up. Uh, 
end of September, early October at Marco Simone in Rome, Italy. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. But um, I guess more uh, in detail, Sergio Garcia, who's just such a great Ryder Cup player. His record's so great. I know he resigned from the DP World Tour and won't play. Is that, I guess that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite up to date with who is allowed to play and who is not. And if it's up to the captains to pick the lift players or not. So I'm, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure of, uh, the latest thing, especially with all the developments that have happened lately. But, uh, put that aside, I think it will be a thrilling match no matter what, uh, because both continents can, you know, uh, put a team together of 12 guys that are very compelling and, and great players. And I know last time the Europeans lost pretty badly. Um, I don't think that will happen again to that extent, but I'm aware the Americans have an extremely strong team, but playing away from home always makes it harder. And you're just so pro PJ tour champions setting all these records and playing, you know, such having such a long career, just your overall thoughts, Bernhard, on this proposed agreement between the PJ Tour and uh, the Saudi uh, PIF, Public Investment Fund. Yeah, I think to many of us it became it, it, it was like a shock when we heard the announcement uh, because of all the statements that we heard, and each side kind of ducked their digging in and uh, you know throwing their arguments at the other side. Uh, it. I didn't see it coming, tell you the truth, not that quickly. Uh, looking back, I wish they would have had to come to an agreement three years ago when when they threatened with the lift tour and and probably needed more time to think this through and work it through. And maybe nobody thought it would truly happen the way it did happen. But uh, hopefully... In another two years from now, we look back and say, well, this was a good move and we can exist together or coexist or whatever. And it's better for the game of golf because what we have right now is a lot of division and not very good. You signed with Torred Clubs in 2021. And I know my friend David Glad, the uh, president and founder of Torred, is so proud to have you represent their brand. I guess it's been a win-win, right? Absolutely. They make a wonderful product. Uh, I'm blessed to be a part of their family, the Tourage family, their family owned business out of Chicago. And they're trying very hard and they're, they're doing great. Uh, they've been around for 35 years and they're getting better and better. What do we, as we all age, what, what is your advice on what we should be doing on and off the golf course to stay young physically and mentally? Well, I think there's two things. Uh, I think faith is extremely important. Uh, faith in God. I'm a Christian and have been for many years now, and I know how important that has been to me and how much it has helped me uh, on a daily basis. Uh, secondly, I would think uh, exercise is very important. And uh, I don't mean <clears throat> doesn't have to be strenuous or, you know, three hours in the fitness center or whatever, but I think we were created to move, to use our muscles, to use our joints, and we become a sedentary nation in many ways where we sit too many hours and don't move anymore. You know, a uh, hundred years ago, we didn't all have cars and this and that. We were walking to places. We were riding a bicycle and, and this and that. Nowadays, uh, it's just too easy uh, to sit in front of the television or in front of the computer and we sit and sit and sit and we don't move anymore and many of us become obese or just don't burn the calories that we should uh, so my uh, suggestion is keep moving do something every day for several hours where you get oxygen uh, in your body and you, you get the blood flowing uh, get the toxins out and you know, stay reasonably fit and healthy. That is such good advice. And as we get older, we have to stretch and move even more, I think, 
to just uh, stay fit and uh, continually to keep your mind and, and body in good shape. What's in your mind now? You have more goals, obviously. What do you have to do yet that you haven't accomplished? Because I know you think about this stuff. <laughs> um, not really, but I, I still enjoy competing and, and playing good golf. Um, so the goal is, yeah, to win more tournaments. You know, it's to maybe go to 50. Um, who knows? It's I understand it's harder and harder because... The majority of the guys on the Champions Tour hit the drives longer than I do. And distance has become very important. But there's other aspects to the game where I may be better than them and make up for my lack of distance. So I, I still enjoy being out there. I may play a couple of tournaments less the next couple of years, but I'm still playing a full schedule. I mean, I'm playing more tournaments than Tiger Woods and Nicholas have ever played. Uh uh, yeah, I've played 25 tournaments a year and have done for 40 years or more. So it's uh, it's time to maybe reduce it to 18 or 20, uh, pick the best ones and enjoy my grandkids and, and family. And you're soon to be 66 years young. Well, continued success, Bernhard, and thanks again for being on Talking Golf. Thanks, Anne. Appreciate it. My thanks to Bernhard Langer, to Michael Bamberger, to Ed Arzuman in the studio. Talking Golf with Allegoria is brought to you by Ivy Cool Luxury Athleisure Apparel for men and women featuring the exclusive Iceville cooling technology along with UPF 50 plus sun protection. Visit IBKUL.com to learn more. Brian Harmon, the leader by five at the Open Championship. He gets started in about 15 minutes. He'll be playing with Cam Young, who grew up playing Sleepy Hollow in Westchester County. Hey, stay tuned for Mark Melusis, and I look forward to visiting with you again next Sunday morning from 8 to 9, right here on Talking Golf with Anne McGorry. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 